Do you want thin legs? Do you want a bigger butt? Do you want a new nose? Dr. Magnusor. Want bigger calves? Want bigger pecs? Want bigger boobs? Dr. Magnusor. Want to see in the dark? Want to sense when evil is close? Want to regenerate at a magical rate? Dr. Magnusor. He's part man, part doctor, and part magical troll. He's the number one regional plastic surgeon doctor worth a place of business under a bridge. He'll slice, he'll dice, he'll stitch you up nice. He's Dr. Magnusor. Hi. I'm Dr. Magnusor, and I want you to look the way you should. Come see me under the overpass off of Interstate 355 and 75th Street to get your free consultation today. Remember, you are where people see you as, so let's make sure you look good. Dr. Magnusor! Making people look the way they want, no questions asked for... 25 years! Mention MindGap Podcast during your consultation to get a 10% discount on... Extra Limb Attachments! This week's episode is brought to you by Elfin and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious-ass food for you to chew on while you watch some fucking sports. Come on down to Elfin and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. Well, howdy doody, everyone. On this week's podcast, the mighty and unequaled Bailey stops by to chat with Justin and me about, well, her. Aside from being an incredibly funny performer, she's also fantastically interesting. Did you know you can find her regularly performing at Comedy Sports and Riff? Chicago's musical improv party at I.O.? Well, now you do. In this episode, we discuss her disdain for people who refer to improv as stand-up comedy and how she stays away from horror films and books because her imagination is so intense that the horror continues well after the story ends. We then have a new segment called The Minute, where we take a fan's opinion on something and discuss it. In this case, we explore whether or not Al Pacino and Robert De Niro peaked early in their career and have continued to play the same characters for the remainder of their acting careers. If you'd like to contribute to The Minute, simply hit us up on our social medias at Podcast and let us know how you feel about something. Keep it short and sweet, and Justin and I will discuss it in the show. All right, buckle your seatbelts there, little ones, because we are leading a full-scale charge into episode 230 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. We are joined by the lovely Bailey. That's me. Pew, pew, pew. That was that was very energetic. Thank you, Justin. Um, yeah, so happy to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you for the invite. Of course. This is very formal. I like this. We're going through the formal process. And also with you. <laughs> <laughs> Lift up your hearts. <laughs> yes. So uh, what is that? Is that uh, Catholic? Is that... Uh, <laughs> what is that, Bailey? Is it Catholic? What is that? I don't know what that is. I don't know. 
my name or the no, bit? The, the the and also with you is that what is that? The bit is, is like a liturgical response that's probably. Whoa! Catholic. You can't say that in 2020. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't got I did not grow up that brand of Christian, but I know the bit. I did. Oh, yeah. Good. Yes. So is it, what is it? It's Catholic. Catholic. Got What's it. your confirmation name, Justin? It's um, so my 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 name is Justin Michael Strandland. Mm. My confirmation name is also Michael. Did St. Michael. And the reason I did it, Mom, if you're watching, I apologize. Uh, my parents are divorced. And so I, my dad's first name is Michael. So I picked it so she would have to say Michael twice. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew oh that. Oh, my God. That is such a level of petty. And that's I'm some vindictive so, shit right there. I love it. Man, that's like Doug's nails level. Like. Right? Uh, in case you guys can't see, uh, my daughter painted my nails. So yeah, his daughter looked, would have done better. Doug they, did it himself. <laughs> I <laughs> did it with in my mouth. Just Doug's three-year-old daughter would have done it far better than Doug did it. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, very pleased with it, though. Yeah, it's very fun. Did you tip? Uh, no. For services rendered. Oh my no. God. Jeez. No, she's an apprentice, so she's got to earn it. She's <laughs> <laughs> in an eighteen-year internship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's got to get better. You don't get tipped for doing a shit job. <laughs> I, I don't know. I tip often. Even if it's shit? I mean, I feel, yeah, I, the, the guilt. Do you tip? Do you is it that Catholic on? guilt? Yeah, I have not been able to shed. I haven't gone to church since I was 16. <laughs> I have not been able to shed that shit. Yeah, 10% yeah. tithe, 20% tip. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, I've only had a couple situations where I haven't tipped because it was just that bad where I'm like, nah, you're Did not Did you say it. something or you were like, my lack of tip speaks for me? Well, I, that and I literally... I'm passive aggressively not I did, going to. I did the passive aggressive thing. Is, right? is, <laughs> I left a note on the receipt that was like, this service was terrible. XO, Zero XO, dollars. Doug. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it was pretty So bad. when they said like, you know, well, why don't you write a letter? You literally did on the actual receipt. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, I was at the store the other day and I saw this lady kind of losing her shit Ah, losing her shit's a little bit aggressive, but she was slightly dropping. She was given the the, the this this checkout lady at at the grocery store a real hard time, and mm-hmm. I'm like, naturally, I sided with the employee mm-hmm. because just of the way this this woman's behavior was mm-hmm. just. She said things like, "Real happy, I'm the one that gets gets to tell you how to do your job." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So there's a little bit of that. Not a fan and of then that. when she was done, she just wanted to find anyone. Mm-hmm. To tell the story to in the yeah. store, and she like found some manager who was managing the self checkout, mm. and she was just like complaining to her. And I told that lady was like, "Yeah, man, that sucks when that happens." Yeah, I know. I get. It. I'm totally gonna do <laughs> yep. something. And then lady was like looking around for someone else to talk to, and then she finally just walked out. And mm. I was like, "God, like I've been pissed off at stuff, and I've wanted to, you know, you know." But I'm I'm in the sense where I'm like, "Well, fuck it, I'm just gonna leave." Yeah, <laughs> that's just how I work. Mm-hmm. Like, hello, guys, rest in peace. <laughs> You remember the hall, guys? I don't know if you're referring to like a story where you had bad service. You're like, got them clothes. <laughs> I didn't know the tone. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, should I celebrate with that? I don't know if I should side with the employee or like. Doug, Fair enough. Doug almost tanked his entire life. He like he went on a two year thing just trying to get this one store closed. I was like, fuck these guys. They used to be right across the street, and that would be like my pre yeah my pre podcast spot. To Not eat anymore. Dinner. And I just had really bad experiences there mm-hmm. to the point where he picketed. So, <laughs> how many letters were written? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Actually, I don't think I was going to. I think I literally was going to be like, "This is it. This is what they need to have this feedback to know how bad they're doing." Doug was giving constructive. And feedback. then I was like, "Oh, they Make don't." Make sure you use the sandwich care. method. <laughs> the sandwich method's terrible. I'm like you guys know, the shawarma was great. Um, someone took a dump in my plate. <laughs> But also, I, I love the attitude here. But you know what? <laughs> Thanks, the, guys. The decor is, is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. yes. 
So, uh, Bailey, you do a lot of cool things. I, gosh, I hope so. Yeah. So you're, uh, you're a comedian, performer, yeah. entertainer. <laughs> yes, I'm here for your entertainment. Um, what sort of stuff do you do? Uh, I do a couple different things. So right now I'm on two different ensembles. I'm on the ensemble with Riff, which is a short form music improv um, show cabaret at IO every Friday and Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Highly recommend checking it out. It's super fun. Um, yeah, it was one of my like long-term goals is to get an ensemble, so very excited. That's very awesome. happy. Congratulations. With Thank you. Um, and then I also play with a comedy sports team as well, one of their uh, rec league teams. We are a young team, and I'm excited to like do a bunch of stuff. Cool. So. What's, what's, what kind of stuff are you excited to do? I really, I mean, I enjoy music improv a lot, so that's probably one of my passions, um, just to kind of make up dumb songs that make people laugh. Like, there's, <laughs> there's enough stuff in the world, you know? So I don't make a song about something that's dumb. <laughs> Something about a little tune <clears throat> that is made up that is, is just it, it it warms my heart. Yeah, and I've been trying to do that a lot lately at home just mm. to annoy my family, <coughs> which yeah. I feel like I've done pretty well. Pretty, yeah, pretty I think good. you annoy your family pretty yeah. well. Yeah, I'm pretty good at annoying There's my family. You can get away with a lot of stuff in a song. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I was I was heard something on a podcast on the way over here. It was Bill Burr singing you a quick song on this podcast. <laughs> I don't. Wow. Just Way to out me. Him a Thanks. Jeez. Giving him a lot of chances. Yeah, long rope. It was something. It was to the to the sound of like "Beat It," I think it was, oh, or whatever. It's like I don't know. I'm not to butcher it, but anyway, it was very funny the way he was like, "I fucking can't stand you, get out," or something like that. It was just mm-hmm. it was so just playfully done in such a great mm-hmm. way. I'm like, oh, that's really funny. Yeah, I love when you take someone like off guard and they're like, "Great song." What did she say? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, love, I love a like quick rewind. Oh, it's improv. It's done. It's never yeah, coming back. Good luck, Janice. Yeah. Um, I don't know other stuff I do I guess other than comedy um, I'm hoping to climb Kilimanjaro in October nice. so I want to talk a little about that because that's we can talk about it where let's do it right now oh then. sure yeah why Kilimanjaro like how did that even come about because I was like yeah. a couple years ago I'm like I'll run a marathon and I did that but like this is like Kilimanjaro <laughs> It's a whole different it's a, fucking level. I don't know. I mean, I hate running, so good on you. That's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. It's Kilimanjaro. I think I... So I... I've been in Chicago four years, and I feel like I was like, I haven't done anything really cool and interesting in a minute. Um, so someone who's like an improviser and a Krav Maga instructor and a bunch of other like <laughs> hats, I was like, I really want to do a thing. Because I used to live overseas. I moved to Chicago after teaching overseas in Korea for two years. Okay. And I moved to Chicago like without a whole lot of plan and I'd never been outside O'Hare in my first day of class at Second City there was a fire and pretty much nothing's been eventful since then oh shit okay that was my first day of class was that fire was the we big got, fire like, yeah we got evacuated and I was like no <laughs> the Xavier school for mutants burned down <laughs> I moved across an ocean and I don't know I just it was a little itchy for a while and I'd actually been thinking about it for almost a year and like off and on like yeah cool idea because it's just a long hike there's no like ice axes there's no like crampons you put on your shoes to like climb and oh stuff. really okay yeah so it's pretty much just an endurance hike hmm. um, in altitude. Okay. So, but I liked it and it seemed manageable. That's uh, really fucking cool. Though. Yeah. And there's a lot of information online about it too, which is helpful to have less of a like surprise with it and to yeah. just hear also just like I'm a, I'm a thick lady you're welcome Twitch um, <laughs> and to hear from other people that like hey it's not impossible for you you know what I mean like yeah. you don't need to be able to fit into whatever Patagonia extra, extra small like you can still climb a mountain. Right. So. I also, I've had this dream since I was like probably a teenager <clears throat> to stand on a mountain and look down at clouds passing underneath Ooh, you. I love it. And I that. think you can do it literally on any mountain, but I've <laughs> never done it. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do it. Africa. That's so. really cool though. I yeah. mean, that's a great opportunity to go check something else out and yeah. do something fun. And the more I say it out loud in places, the more I'm like, you have to do it. Right. Exactly. Oh no, you're, right? you are full yeah, yeah. committing yourself oh, now. 100%, yeah. 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 
It's not a podcast. It's yeah. I mean, the, the tens of people are going to hear this, and yep. you have to do it. Then. REI, I am looking forward to you sponsoring me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in luck because REI is a sponsor of ours, so we'll uh, go <gasps> ahead and hook you up with the CEO. I still have a Washington State driver's license, you guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the motherland. <laughs> At what? I guess I have you. Have you ever climbed any mountain? No. Okay. Then I, it just seems like such a random. I love the fact that because it's something that I would never be, have the balls to do, mm. and so I just I just find it fascinating. Like never climbed a, like mountain climbing wasn't isn't like in your like you're like oh yeah I spent a year <laughs> getting certified said, or something. I have a Washington State driver's license, so. right? But you just said you didn't. Yeah. You have a mountain climb. That's climbing. true. I don't mountain <laughs> climb now. It just that's what we call holding people accountable in yeah. a conversation. Way to go, Justin. Unbelievable. Point, Doug. Justin. Uh, <laughs> why? I, don't I, know. Didn't, I didn't know I was winning, but now I'm excited. <laughs> Enjoy it while you've got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, just wanted to do something big and, and crazy. And I mean, I'd moved That's to cool. Korea with no, like, not a ton of plan, like to teach at a school, and was like, I'll just stay a year, stay yeah. another year. Did a bunch of trips. Like, yeah, this seems like a good idea. I'll go to the Philippines. Didn't book a hostel, you know, and survived. So <laughs> I have a good track record. So you're like, I know I can probably get through this. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, I trust whatever, like, they're all certified. You know what I mean? That's like, awesome. going on different companies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So tell me how you feel when someone goes, hey, Bailey. Mm-hmm. I almost, you know, I'll do the full thing. Hey, Alyssa. Oh, yeah. That's my grown name. Um. What uh, what are you doing in stand-up these days? Unbelievable. Uh, stand-up <laughs> is not what I do. It is not what I have sunk thousands of dollars oh, you go into. Up on, you go up on stage and you tell jokes, right? Yeah. Um, stand-up is like a solo sport. It's like golf. It shouldn't be done. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I would change is that golf's not a sport. But anyway, oh, I, I appreciate true. what that's you That's true. Um, I agree with you. If you don't work up a sweat, and it doesn't count that you're standing in the sun in Florida, uh, <laughs> it's not a sport. It's not a sport. <laughs> I'll say it here. I'll say it proud. I'll say it wherever. Um, uh, no, I, I like improv. I think because it is a team sport, it's like basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you just kind of, you have a general plan, what you want to accomplish and mm-hmm. then, but everything's made up and you could never see the same game twice. Yeah. So. It's pretty exciting. What are some of your comedy pet peeves? Mm-hmm. Other it, than people calling improv stand up. <laughs> yeah. Every time you get into like a, a lift at like, I'll be like, Oh, you see some stand up? I'm like, my God, <laughs> in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are some of my pet peeves about comedy? So you're going to go play, you know, you're getting up on stage yeah. and is, you know, you get a suggestion. <laughs> and then... One of my pet peeves is when someone intros you is like, you're about to see the best thing you've ever seen in your life. And you're like, Stuff please, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, this doesn't have to specifically to do with like a show, but my least favorite thing is when you're like, Hey, this is my friend, Doug. He's the funniest person you've ever met. And you're like, Oh my God. And not in a comedy, like comedy or non-comedy situation. Right. It's the worst because you're like, <clears throat> great. I'm never allowed to be off. Right. Yeah. I'm never right. allowed to be like, Oh, I'd like to sit down and eat without being like, here's a joke about food. <laughs> you know? Like all the time. Right. That's one of my least favorite things. Even though I know people do it like with positive intent. I'm like, Oh yeah. no. Oh yeah. No. Cause you're, you are fully yeah. then pimped out into just that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes and <laughs> with three under the bus a little bit. On this. The same thing goes where, when, like we were talking about Gilbert Godfrey previous, mm-hmm. and Doug's like, oh, he does a great Gilbert. Do your Gilbert Godfrey impression. And I was like, uh, this is not yeah. the right point to Can't do that. Can't help but you still yeah. haven't done it yet. Right. So I'm just saying. <laughs> or when somebody goes, tell us a joke. I'm like, it's not, it's not how improv works. <laughs> someone, someone did that to me. I'm like, no, that's, that's not what it's like. Go be, be funny. Excuse me. Give me a couple beats. I'll get, I'll get to the You're jokes. Like, All right, hold on. First thing first, let's do an organic opening by myself. Whoosh. <laughs> I was an ear of corn. <laughs> Do you ever just ask someone for a suggestion when they do that? 
with, with, or just turn to a room like they're like, oh, you do improv, uh, do something funny, and then just turn and go. All right, I need a suggestion. Uh, maybe something that like uh, hurt you in your childhood. Right. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. My dad walked out, and you're like, great. <laughs> I was an ear of corn. <laughs> that's the wind of that's leaving you. Yeah, it represents your dad's second family. <laughs> <laughs> On that one, you could just turn heel and walk out. Yeah, you could. Yeah, it would be a very quiet. Nineteen minutes. Like, the guy in the booth. Are they like, coming back? Yeah, that's great. You leave those fucking lights up yeah. the whole time. Oh man, that is always a sad time when the person calls the lights and you're like, I have a great idea. I'm about to about to edit, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Which I understand. Like, I've been the lights puller, and you're like, I think this is the right time. But when you hear someone audibly go, oh. <laughs> so I try and never be that That's got to be a great, like, unintended button on the end of a, yeah. on the end of a bit, though. You yeah. hear the lights, and oh. Yeah. Like, well, they're not coming back up for your one last idea. Right. So. It'd be funny if someone goes, hold on, actually, we're going to, a couple more minutes. And they bring it back up. Right. Like, go for it. Talk about just deflating all of the minutes. <laughs> I would, I, if I had lights at that moment, I would literally pull up whatever Justin Bieber song was queued up and be like, good luck improvising over that, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the captain now. If uh, it's not an actual show, mm-hmm. uh, like where it's been, like, or like sketch show where they actually plan out the music cues mm-hmm. or the interludes or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, the, I, I've noticed that it is some of the worst possible music cues when they pull lights yeah. and, you're, and you're transitioning. I don't, like, yeah. do they, do you feel like it's, like a necessity. They're like, let's, let's, we're going to have now uh, volume 35 up there. And you just play this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What I, like. I feel like whenever I've chosen stuff after lights come up, it's always like, you want something with a little bit of beats so people are like, get out of the theater so we can get all the drinks <laughs> and empty cups and trash, you know, and like something with the beats. So they're not just like, let's sit here and talk about right. that scene. Yeah. I read into it that there was a shark who was sad. <laughs> and you're like, wow. That scene was about a garage sale, but thank you. Or, you know, the, the really great uh, um, lights pullers, I don't know their name, the tech folks, mm-hmm. who can lights pullers. work in a song that you referenced. Oh, my those, God. Those, that of them, like, they're like, Pro got status. it. I feel like Here those comes, are few and far between, but oh, those those people are just. It's just like a little, a little mm-hmm. Easter egg for you. Like, hey, they did the thing that they said. I know. It's so nice. Isn't it funny how, like, you, you, you It's can, like a callback. It's pretty it much is. a callback, but then the tech person gets to be an improviser as well. I mm-hmm. love that so much. Mm-hmm. Little things. Have, um, so obviously you perform a lot in the city. You're, mm-hmm. in, in my experience, you're basically, I mean, you're doing way cooler stuff than I did, but a lot of times you're playing for other improvisers. So sometimes, in my experience, mm-hmm. it was like, you feel hypercritical, or mm-hmm. I always felt hypercritical of myself because I'm like, if I can make these guys laugh or they enjoy it, I'm yeah. good. But then you go to what, you know, the muggles or the mm-hmm. other folks out in the world and you barely do anything. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah, I would say in the two theaters that I've spent the most time, comedy sports, oftentimes at their like rec league or house team shows that I spend a lot of time at, they, it's one of the most supportive rooms. And it is so often a majority improvisers. But it's also people on other teams. So they're like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. So they kind of see ahead of the joke and they're like, I recognize it even if it doesn't land. And they're very supportive. Um, and then Riff probably gets more muggles because mm-hmm. IO just has like probably more foot traffic in there coming yeah. out. Like, oh, it came out of Shakespeare, walk into our show right. kind of a thing. So, yeah, it is amazing. It's something that I don't think is that funny. 
um, oh my God, we play this game called Raised by Wolves and it was like raised by, um, and you replace wolves with something else. Okay. And it was like knights. Like someone was like, yeah, like a knight, like on a horse. And so I was like, uh, we were raised by a family of knights and I was like, the only newspaper in our family we read was the Medieval Times. <laughs> and it, it's not the funniest joke I've ever said, but this guy <clears throat> laughed so, like he laughed at the next person's joke. And I was like, where are you? I want to find you. And I want to reward you with eye contact. <laughs> Direct eye contact. But it's, that's kind of nice, right? Because you get both. But I'm like, either way, it's a really supportive room. When you go back home, mm-hmm. do you ever, uh, you know, uh, perform for your family? Or are you ever like a situation where you're out with friends and you're like, da-da-da-da? And they're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You're, you're talking on a phone, but you don't have a phone in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I get the puppet out, and gets me. It's so funny. I never was really... I was a performative person, I would say, but I didn't mm-hmm. do performance. I played a lot of sports, mm-hmm. um, which is why I had that great metaphor about golf and basketball <laughs> earlier. Uh, and um, in my school, at least, like you could, it was so hard. Like if you really wanted to like do sports well, you could not also do like the musical or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was probably a performative person at, at my church and things like that. I Maybe mean, sound like I went to synagogue. I didn't. It was, <laughs> <laughs> um, but things like that, like small things. And then I was a singer, obviously, like at church and things like that. But it wasn't until I went to Korea that I really did like real scripted stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was an English speaking expat theater troupe there. And oh, that's cool. where I really started doing stuff and doing it well enough that people were like, hey, you should look into this. Like you should move, you should try improv. You should move to Chicago or New York or L.A. and do something. So I was like, Chicago, it is a place I've never been outside O'Hare. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally just kind of up and moved. It's great. That's awesome. That yeah. takes a lot of courage, though, to do that. Like, again, I, I love the concept of being able to, like, I'm going to go to Korea. I'm just going to go to here. I'm going to move to Chicago on a whim. Like, it that when, takes a lot of courage. Korea, you're like, oh, well, I, that's I can f- do anything. And that's, like, such a, such a like, friendly country to, like, yeah. foreigners. Because they know that, like, most of us are there to, like, do a service, get paid, of course. But, like, you're here to help our kids learn a lot mm-hmm. of times. So people were... 99 times out of 100 like super respectful and very cool and i mean every all the signs are in english and everything's easy yeah for you as a f- english-speaking foreigner right so but once you've done that and you're like yeah i've been weeping in like what equates to like a bodega as someone like counts the change out of your palm because you don't know how to count the money yet <laughs> right and like someone you're just trying to buy like a piece of bread or whatever it sounds like an orphan like, <laughs> <laughs> probably more likely like uh, a candy and a loaf of bread and some soda and some whatever right but you know what i mean like I've been, I, was just, I was so frustrated and i I was like counting wrong and she was saying the number in Korean and I hadn't figured it out. I'd probably been there like six months since I was like, I should know how. And I just, I had the coins and I literally just put my hand out and she's just very nicely, like a little bird pecking, just grabbed all the coins and I just went, I said, Korean, I was like, and just left and went back to my house and I was like, all right. Maybe I'll just watch Supernatural or whatever. <laughs> Which is the comfort food of TV shows. <laughs> For single women everywhere. <laughs> That's hilarious because I remember working. I used to work in a hotel, and I've had that where people were visiting, and they just would put coins in front of me, and they're like, oh, "I'm like, I got you." Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, "Boop, boop, boop." There you Once go. Once you've been that person, yeah. the amount of grace you extend to others is just astronomical. Like when I hear people like argue about, and I'm sure this is not a political show. Um, Lay it on us. When people when people like talk shit about immigrants, I'm like. And I was a very well-treated immigrant, like, obviously, like, a lot of really great privilege there. But, like, once you've, like, cried and, like, struggled and, like, got on the wrong bus stop in the wrong direction and people are just, like, I had a woman walk me almost a mile to the right bus. Like, once you've been that person and people have extended that grace to you, it is impossible unless you're a real dick (laughs) to to not extend it outwards, right? And to recognize, like, the, the reason you go... Like, you go for a reason, right? Like, you're not just like, let me jaunt over the border. Yeah. There's always a reason. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I've, I, I just, we talked about this recently, just like dealing with folks who don't speak the same language mm-hmm. and you, you, there's, you will never finish that conversation successfully because they're speaking mm-hmm. a language and you don't speak it. And you're just like, mm-hmm. well, good day. Uh, yeah. thank you. And, uh, you kind of move along your way. And I was always just feel horrible when that happened because I'm like, I was not able to help you. And I mm. feel awful. I feel stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that person feels stupid. Right. And it's yeah. like, we weren't able to accomplish anything, but we still left in a positive note. Like, yeah. Honestly, smiling is just the the greatest equalizer across the world and trying to do so. There's so many tools, right? Like apps, Mm. things. That's the thing I was just going to say is I actually had a very successful, uh, in the last apartment my wife and I lived at, the Mm. building owner, his mother-in-law lived there. And she was like in her 90s. I think she was Romanian and didn't speak all but like two words of English. Mm -hmm. And there was one time where she had an issue and she Mm. came up and knocked on her door. And we were like, I like she, you could tell she was definitely, there was worry in her eye and I, yeah. I didn't know what she was saying. And so I, I was like, Hey Beth, can you call the the landlord? And mm-hmm. I pulled out my phone. I pulled up the Google translator app yeah. and I just, while she was talking, I just hit the button and mm-hmm. it came up. And so I said something back in and mm-hmm. you could see her just like, mm-hmm. just <sighs> this like look of like, Whoa, what are we doing here? And it, yeah. and it just, everything changed and we were able mm-hmm. to go down and help her get whatever she needed. And, it was great. It was everything worked awesome. out fine, but it was the first time we'd ever seen that. We're like, this yeah. technology is amazing. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. It's a, it's a great feeling. And, yeah. and I mean, it's so nice to connect with people like that when you do understand each other, like what a, what a joy. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, both of you are just like, it's my birthday. It's my birthday too. Oh my God, we figured it out. <laughs> it's so funny, you know, cause you see that connection when people would come to the hotel and they'd be like, you know, uh, do you speak French? And I know just a very little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, puh. And they'd be like, <gasps> and they just like unload. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, puh. Um, puh. I got to the point where I'm like, don't, don't even say that because they'll be like, I was going to say, um, puh just sounds like something I would say accidentally. Like, do you speak, um, puh. Um, puh. Yeah, that's a different level of French. Yeah. The Cardi Bourgeois. Nice. So then I would just say no, and then like I would say their their room number in mm. French, and they'd be like, oh. I was like, Isn't yeah. That fun? You feel like a wizard. And I was like, and then <laughs> then you turn right. They're like, oh, he said right in French. Oh. I was like, that's all I got. And then they come down there, and they're like, Bruh. I'm like, no, I already said yeah, everything yeah. I know. You just tell them the room number and yeah. how to turn right again. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Keep oh, going back to that. I used to be like intermediate level Korean probably when I left. Like not like super high level, but like we can have a conversation mm-hmm. at least. And, just uh, like that. A conversation. Uh, <laughs> honestly, probably to them, yes. That's probably what they heard. They're, they're always really gracious. Like your pronunciation's great. And I'd be like, thanks. And someone's like, you know, they're probably just. I was like, I it's the same. You're like, I'll take Hi, it. Right. I'm excited to go to dinner tonight. They're like, that's good, Bailey. You've done great. <laughs> you pronounce it very well. My favorite is uh, apparently because I was I was not in Seoul. I was in this smaller city called Daegu. It's like the fourth or fifth largest city. And it's regionally the accent sounds different. I can't tell you guys. Absolutely not. But I took a Korean class at like the Korean embassy here when I got back because I was like, I miss it. And they were like, why do you speak with a Daegu accent? And I was just like, it was the proudest I'd ever been in my life. I like texted, That's actually really fucking I texted cool. everybody I knew in Daegu and was just like, I'm still yours, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
I, I was chuffed, as Colin Farrell would say. Just? <laughs> I think that's a thing. Like that you're is. very. Thank you, yeah. Justin. Point, Justin. Again, he's up to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, he's up to nothing. Nothing. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. What's uh, chuffed? Chuffed is like when you're excited. Like I'm. I feel. I feel real. Real good about. I would this. say pleased is punch. Pleased like, is punch. Good, exactly. Yeah. I feel like they should come up with a different word because chuffed. I is, love chuffed. Chuffed yeah. doesn't sound like something that's like I'm excited or I'm pleased. It's just like, hey man, you're really chuffing me off right here. I don't like it. Oh man, when I got done with the marathon i was chuffed oh i yeah. bet yeah yeah man yeah yeah all that rubbing yeah no good yeah things i hope i don't say after kilimanjaro <laughs> i had a rash Love. and it was chuffed oh my god See, you met my dog chuff the one that got hit by the car yeah man yeah he's hanging in there yeah that's good three legs but you know he makes it he makes it he's quality though i he mean is. he's the wheat there's no chuff yeah, exactly. That was for us. That, that, was, that was for us, Justin. That's, that's two. No! <laughs> that, was a, that was a Christian kid joke. <laughs> you can't share, Doug. <laughs> you can't share. Doug's a fundy Christian. Oh. Yeah. It's hilarious because I get labeled that. I don't remember why, but I was... Uh, there was something... Oh, you were you were giving a rationale about... Oh God, what First was of it? all, I want to say how you lit up when he said that. You're like, oh, oh, oh me God. too. I'm waiting to hear the explanation so I can probably go, me too. <laughs> it, was, it was early on and we had a guy that would always listen and he was very analytical about everything. Doug oh. was giving an argument about something and, oh, it was AI. Okay. And you were talking about playing God. And uh, okay. the, the, the way that you went down the rabbit hole of your, just, your justification, he's like, mm-hmm. Doug's a funny Christian. And I was just like, ah, if you've ever met Doug, he's very much not. <laughs> have you seen Doug's nails? <laughs> Does this mean that I'm a funny Christian, sir? Uh, no. <laughs> and he actually had rationale as to why. Like, he I was did, like, huh, I guess I am in that argument, I suppose. <laughs> but I mean, in general, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, you could not be more far from the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I'm disappointed. So tell us about that, Bailey. No, thank you. Okay. I already had my therapy session this morning. Cool. Yes. Fair enough. Yep. But I think you, you mentioned something about um, due to your upbringing, you missed a lot of pop culture yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So what? Did you really? Yeah. Uh, I'll briefly touch on it. I, I grew up pretty Pentecostal Christian. Uh, I am a graduate of Oral Roberts University, a small, probably evangelical fundamentalist Christianity university. I said too many words there, but yeah. Um, it's pretty, if you know what Liberty University is, it's like a sister school. If you okay. don't, great, live your better life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just very small. Um, but I met a lot of people there because it is such like a weird, unique school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up in a small town, like 10,000 people. So for me, going to Tulsa, Oklahoma to this school was a big jump, or it was probably yeah. a, a natural jump to be like, there's a Sonic next door. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> um, yeah, and so I just didn't watch a lot of stuff. I think that was a couple reasons. Number one, like, my parents were very concerned about outside influences, but then also I was just a busy kid. Like I played a lot of sports, like I did camps. Um, I worked at like all the time. My first job, I was like 12. I was vacuuming classrooms in my middle school. So oh, I just didn't like slow down <clears throat> a lot to watch things. I mean, I saw some stuff, but mm-hmm. I think between being busy and then worrying about outside influences, uh, there were a lot of things I did not experience until I was older. In hindsight, do you wish it had been different though? Mm-hmm. Or like, do you, do you like the fact that you kind of went through more on the go and less you know, engulfed in all the pop culture stuff that everyone else was. Uh, I definitely didn't like lack for stories. Like yeah. I stole all the batteries out of everything in the house to put them in a flashlight to read books under the covers. So I like, love I, that. I'm, it's still legendary in my parents' house. Hell yeah. <laughs> my mom's like, we hid the batteries. I'm like, I'm 32. Are we still doing this? <laughs> 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 Great. Um, 
so I definitely never wanted for stories. And I think that's why I've always been like a creative and lover of stories. But, um, I think as far as like watching things, like there are still some references I don't always get, yeah. uh, but also there's a lot of things I've like read on the internet through like meme culture. Like sure. I've learned, or I'm just curious naturally. So I'm like, Oh, when did it become two thirty AM? I bet I'm waiting so many Wikipedia pages. My history is horrifying. <laughs> um, but there's some things like, I don't understand like a secretive Nim joke. Cause I was never allowed to watch those. Cause my parents, to be fair, like non blue stuff is terrifying. Yeah. I, I mean, really that cartoon is pretty. Yeah. And everyone's like scarred from it. And I'm like, I have my own scars. Thank you. I've seen Jumanji. Um, uh huh. And uh, I want to I want to touch back on this too because yeah. I all dogs I heard. go to heaven. I saw, yeah. Oh yes. Oh my god. Have you guys heard of a movie called Rockadoodle? Yes. Oh. It is. Yes. Those are my top three scariest movies. I'm 32. <laughs> I will put it. I will put receipts down. I don't watch scary movies, but like I can still hear the drums from Jumanji. Like I was 19 years old, and I was like, I'm in school. I can handle it now. I don't need to sleep under my brother's bed. He doesn't live here anymore, anyways. <laughs> And I, I changed the channel. And you know how it's like dark for a second and then the audio kicks in? It's mm-hmm. like the drum started and my brain just went, nope. Didn't even, <laughs> we didn't even get the picture. <laughs> and I was just like, nope, 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 nope. Wait, so all you've seen of Jumanji is a black... No, I've seen the whole movie. Oh, okay. I saw it when I was a kid. I saw it, I think, when I was 10 years old at somebody's I house. Gotcha. And I was okay. so scared that I slept under my brother's bed. This is called Backstory, Justin. Um, okay. And I slept under his bed. I was so scared. It was not a good time. Um, but I was very freaked out by it. I was scared mostly of like getting trapped somewhere. That's like interesting. That's, that's yeah. the nightmare oh. distilled That's down. interesting. Okay. So are you a claustrophobic? Not really. Uh, I don't think I'm claustrophobic because I can handle stuff, but I have noticed that like lately, like if it's a really crowded CTA train and I can't breathe and I haven't like asserted my <clears> space, <throat> yeah. that I'm like, I need to move or I need to do something or I need yeah. to take my mind off of it. But I'm yeah. not going to have, um, I'm not going to panic and I'm not going to push people, but I'm like, I'm uncomfortable and I'm sure. noting that I'm uncomfortable and then it just like, Continues to ramp up. Yeah, it just escalates. I yeah. feel so, like I've been getting more and more. The older I get, the more I I am in, in, in that mm-hmm. in that vein. Because I used to I used to have no problem with crowds, yeah. and then this last uh, Christmas we went to the tree lighting at the Millennium Park, mm. and I've never seen like the crowd there was. We've gone there the last five years. Mm-hmm. This year was fucking insane, mm-hmm. and it's the first time where I turned around and looked, and I'm like, again, I wasn't like I'm gonna freak out or anything, but yeah. it was definitely like. All right, this if this doesn't happen in the next like twenty minutes, yeah. we're leaving because yeah. I can't. Yeah, I feel the same way about like Lollapalooza. Like, oh geez, I mean, I, I, I don't want to go because I can't easily get out. Same thing about like Wrigley. Like, I have to be. I tell people, I'm like, we're just gonna sit for like thirty minutes because I hate getting like packed into like the like, cattle shoot of like getting out of a <laughs> out of a theater or anything that's like huge like that. Yeah. I, I get a little. I don't like we like we said we wouldn't act on it right, but right. it's just something like I am uncomfortable right. and I am noting that I'm uncomfortable. You can feel the anxiety swelling. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I I I don't know if I get nervous. I just get annoyed, and mm. that's why like I'm like I don't want to be trying to get out of here is the same as everyone else, and it's just this mass of people all trying to go to the same place, and then mm-hmm. everyone's going to get on the same goddamn train. Yeah. If your your feet are tired, they're going to be continue to be tired mm-hmm. as you get on the train. People are going to be drunk or what you know. It's like there's just this list of things where my mom used to always like we would leave events early Mm -hmm. to avoid the crowds i was like i don't understand that now Mm -hmm. i'm like oh i fucking get it right people forget how like human decency works in those situations too so it's like i don't know if other people having the same experience and their brain turns to like i must push or what but it's only time i've ever almost gotten in a fight in chicago (laughs) which which everyone outside chicago was like there must be fights all the time you'll see (laughs) scrapping for food right right Uh, it's the apocalypse. It's like Mad Max over there. All you guys have the hot dogs and the pizza. <laughs> you have duels in Grand Park. Yes. Uh, if only. <laughs> but uh, I we used to work at an Apple store, and it was right north of Clybourne. And so a lot of times the trains would be packed, right, coming north from Malala. And so I remember I, I squeezed onto a train. And we were at Fullerton, the next stop. 
And it's like people forgot that when the doors open, like you let people off the train yep. first. Oh, and I was right on the door. So I was like, okay, I need to step out first. The doors open, all these like youths <laughs> try to push in. And I was like, and I literally said to a kid in his face, I went, let people off. And he was like, whatever. And so I did the turtle shell attack, which is not a crop Magami. <laughs> I was wearing a backpack, as oh. I want to do. And I just turned and I used my backpack and like slapped him with it. Pretty much like a beaver with a tail. Like that was it. You know? And like he like pushed me in the back and I was and I literally thought to myself, here it goes. <laughs> like when you're about to throw up and you're like, right. here it comes. And I was like, <laughs> you're about to fight. And I was just like <laughs> And I like turned around and the train emptied enough that I was able to stand far enough away. But that kid was watching me and I was just like, this kid's with his other little bros heading out to Schomburg. Like, let's fight. I'm a city woman now. Like, I'm grown. I spent two years in Korea, motherfucker. Like, you know. I'm a certified Krav Maga instructor and I will break you. I've been waiting for this moment. You're like, this is what I've been training for. It really is. Right. <laughs> this is what we play for. It's true. Yeah, I had a similar incident uh I was. It was a uh, one of my five B shows mm. at a great place Iowa. for a fight to break out, right? right? And uh, I was I was in my nice slacks. I was in my nice collared shirt. Oh yeah, and Your I had I quality. had an umbrella because it might rain. Oh, not for that is a prop. And I was in, <laughs> I was in the red line, and it was Pride weekend. Oh yeah, at night, and I was on my way back, and uh, we stopped. I forget, can't remember the stop. I think it may have been Fullerton or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the train lines Do you want me anymore. To name all the stops real quick. No, that's cool. I can't. That's Great. <laughs> Start at the top. <laughs> Howard. Howard. Next. Jarvis. Dan Ryan, 95. <laughs> um, and Ryan. all of a sudden, I heard this commotion. And I was like, oh, what is this? And I just see mm. this group of people just like marching backwards, but almost like a dance. They were on kind the of platform? Like, yeah, on the platform. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like this. Was it a flash mob? It, was, it seemed almost like, you know, mm-hmm. you're... You know, you're, you're the sharks and jets. Like yeah. these people were just like moving backwards, moving backwards, moving backwards, and, and then there was a crowd in front of them that oh, was like going after. And and I and I heard someone had a taser. Oh, they were like the beat drums. That would be that would be a fight I would want to watch. Right. And so I heard I heard a taser going off. People started screaming. I want to real quick. Did you recognize that it was a taser? Did you see that it was a taser? I heard it and I saw sparks. Okay. And I was like, that's not good. And no here one I am. falling just, in love. And I'm doing no. <laughs> Got it. Just want to be clear. I'm just standing there in my nice clothes and everything. And there's these three drunk girls. And one of the girls, this girl was out of her mind. She goes, Always. someone's got a gun. She just oh, shouts yeah. that. No. And everyone's like, what? And I was like, okay. I'm sitting there just going, just stay calm, Doug. And you're on the train or you're on, on the train? On the train. Because the train's just stopped at this point. Yeah, Doors yeah. are open. The, the guy's like, well, I can't fucking leave yet. So it just moves past us as they go. People yeah, yeah. are shouting everything. And finally it's yep. ding dong. Doors <laughs> closing. I was like, yeah. Just uh, just made it out of that one. Like <laughs> it was just the the best like bystander situation. Where I'm just watching just all this shit happen, yeah. and I'm like, cool, nothing happened to me. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a missed opportunity for that girl to be like, it's Harry Potter. Petroleum. is lightning. Yeah. I love it. That's how it goes. So speaking of horror, <laughs> okay, like, man, speaking of mm, horror, yes. Um, what was the last horror film that you saw? Ooh. Oh man, I think it's hard to classify horror because I really, mm-hmm. strangely, after what I've said about horror movies, I just I have a really vivid imagination and I'll lay awake from like a book. Um, just because you then you're crafting the picture in your mind and stuff, right? Um, I think the last 
probably horror movie. If we're calling it a horror, it would be like Alien and Aliens. But I love those movies. Oh, those because, are my favorite movies. Because Ellen Ripley is like oh, <laughs> ideals. The best. She yeah, is amazing. She's amazing. I love her. Um, so I guess if we were calling that a horror slash thriller, those would be the last ones I watched. But I wasn't scared of them. Okay. Man, I guess the last like true horror horror movie I would have watched was... Liv Tyler was in it, and I want to say a bunch of kids with like bags over their heads with X's. Oh, it was a remake uh, of something. Strangers. Yeah, is that it? I think. I don't think. Uh, is that just the title? I feel like I there might be is. a few bonus words. Uh, the Strangers. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but I watched it with like a bunch the of strangers. people. Yeah, I watched it in, like with like a bunch of people in college who were like, "Don't act scared," and I wasn't into any guys there, and I didn't need to act like I was scared. I needed to like, cuddle, <laughs> which I say as like my parents' second date was The Shining. Like my dad's like, "I did it on purpose." <laughs> like Whoa. I wanted her to be scared. Be yeah, like, that's a. It married 35 years, you guys. It works. Funny thing, my dad's uh, first date with my mom was the movie Alien. Uh, so uh, Nice. And she was not a fan. Maybe this is why I'm still single, you guys. I don't, I don't go see horror movies to cuddle with people. So I, I, it's interesting because... Maybe Poltergeist, other than that. Ooh, that, was, that one kind of wrecked me a little bit when I was I a kid. I watched that on purpose, well, with the lights on, y'all, as yeah. an adult. Yes. Because my mom told me it was super scary for her when she was like younger. And I wanted to be like, I can do it. So I watched it with the lights on and was just like, sure, that hand out of the TV. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, that would probably be the only other... Those are probably like two like horror horror movies that I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've seen those. And you, don't, you said you don't watch them because you have an active imagination? Very. So probably like, from all those books I read as a kid. And you're constantly like building word... Word, oh man, you're building <clears throat> visuals based off of words. And so I'm like, oh, I'm very good at building visuals off of words. But then if I like see something like, I'm like, oh, same thing with a horror book. Like I don't want to read anything that's really freaked out. Like I'll sleep with the light on. Same thing. I'll just continue building that world out in my mind where I'm like, well, if Paris Hilton's face melted, mine will too. <laughs> House of Wax. I remember that movie. That one was not good. Oh, Chad Michael Murray had the jaw though. So <laughs> the posture no, was the best. It was like, I, was like, I never I, felt more alone in a room. <laughs> it's like, we don't know to do with that. I, I, I do love the fact that that's a byproduct of the fact that you were kind of not allowed to watch a lot of TV or anything as a kid. Mm-hmm. The fact that you were, you have that active imagination because yeah. I feel like mine was stunted because of the exact opposite. Mm. Cause I watched so much TV. Yeah. Everything was handed to me visually yeah. that I, my, I didn't really have to craft anything. And so yeah. I actually, I mm. love the fact that you had the reverse from what my childhood was. Interesting. Yeah. I always think it's really interesting when people like can't disassociate like, um, Emma Watson and like Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter because uh, they're like, yeah. oh, it's like they saw them first before mm. they ever read the books. And right. I'm like, I think I probably have a similar thing with those specific characters, but like other ones, like I've never thought about what does Frodo Baggins look like or sure. any other book character where I read the book first. I'm like, oh, I've never, if anything, I struggle to accept that actor because I've built a different picture in my mind. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, that's a very, I've always heard people talk about that. <clears throat> and I think I'm I'm relatively quick to let that mm. stuff go unless it's, I'm just oh, yeah. like, it's, oh. It, it should never be a reason for you not to enjoy that piece of media. I think yeah. you guys are like, well, it didn't match my brain picture. Like, I never thought Lord Asriel looked like James McAvoy, but yeah. I'm not angry at yeah, it. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's also one of those things where uh, nowadays I think that's more of a problem because people craft. Mm. They have their fan theories and yeah. they have their fantasies of how they want something to go. I mean, deviant, 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 deviant art. art. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that pretty much runs. I love some of those like interpretations of a character because I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, wonder what they do look like. Oh, that's cool. Someone else's interpretation. But then if you can't relinquish it, like, I mean, art is art is in the beholders kind of a thing. But also mm. you should be able to relinquish your opinion to let someone else breathe life into it. Well, wow. I feel I like it. you should tell everybody on the Internet that. Bailey, get on that. Yeah, Send out a whole, one thing. That's the title of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Relinquish it. <laughs> if there's one thing we should talk about as former Christian kids, it's breathe life into things. 
<laughs> relinquishing. Yeah, because I, you know, and, and I've been victim to that as well. Where hmm. I'm like, I have something in the way that and Justin and I have talked about this at length. Where it's Justin, James Bond, isn't it? No, not at all. No. Where Justin has to it basically is. be like, Doug, that sounds like a cool story, but that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. so let it go. Doug will go down fan theory, uh, like rabbit holes, and he's like, it, it, but they could have done this and this and this. I'm like, right, but they didn't. Oh, yeah. So, are we going to start talking about Doug's opinions about Rise of the Star? The Star, the star Killer? The Rise of the Stars, Star, star Wars? The Star Killer? <laughs> I feel like my opinions are pretty w- mm-hmm. well established out there. You oh, know, my God. About how Raylo should have been a thing. I was literally in Jewel Osco going, no, no, what? <laughs> Platonic <laughs> Bond? Yeah. No. no. Okay, I, Doug, it sounds like you did not grow up religious, so you don't know that the hottest thing is someone touching your hand. That hand-to-hand touching? I almost threw up the first time I touched a healthy girl's hand. Yeah. Yeah, bro. When they two across distance, they just, like, touched finger I just pads, recently I rewatched like, uh, Last Jedi. When they retouched fingers? When they touched finger pads. It's so That's specific. So That's, but you know what? That's the best way to describe they that moment. every ridge and horror. That's exactly. Just just like this, they felt yeah. there was such a connection oh, there. Are you showing off your nails again? My right. Ta-da! Um, no, but I just recently rewatched Last Jedi, which, mm. by the way, I still think is the superior movie of. of, of I saw it on my thirtieth birthday and was just like, "All right." Yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, there's definitely weak points, but I just there's so much. More. I think I need to rewatch it. I'm willing to rewatch it, but I just was like, "Well, I'm gonna go back to the episode where we talked about it and listen to Doug tear it apart." I really enjoyed tear it apart. Yes, yeah, you did. Yep, hundred percent. Oh yeah, you did. Last Jedi. You and yep. your brother fucking put that thing oh, down the garbage that. disposal did and we? just turned it on. Did we? Yes. Mm. I mm. didn't listen to that one, you guys. I just listened to one, two episodes again ago. Because <laughs> I did enjoy that you kept saying Rise of the Skywalker. Right? Just like when they're like, the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Doug went full dad on it. <laughs> I watched that movie, The Rise of the Skywalkers. Yes, they had. It's the beginning of the end. That's what I'm going to be doing. The Ray was in there. Um, uh. I was texting Doug as I was listening to it. And I was like, platonic? It was all in caps. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, save it for the podcast, Bailey. I did. But you know, it's funny because two things. Mm. I don't want to go down this road too much more because we've one. already done it. But one of them being that when people, when they, I was reading an article and they're like, oh, you know, Raylo and how people who really mm. want, it, first of all, I hate that they call it Raylo, but everything gets mushed up. I know. But they're like, oh, you know, people <clears throat> didn't get what they wanted out of that. And I was like, I guess personally, I never saw that mm. as a possibility. It didn't mm. make, in my mind, it didn't make sense. So when they did kiss, I was like, what's happening? Because it just didn't register oh, with me. Doug, how at did all. your daughter get born? I don't know. <laughs> how did it happen? You tell me. How did it happen? <laughs> woman science. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me tell you about woman science. Jill will tell you later <laughs> when you're a little older. <laughs> um, and I forgot what the other thing was. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll probably come back around. But the, 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 You were on Raylo, and then I don't know. If it was yeah, I don't know where else I was going mm-hmm. with it. But bas- basically, there was just, there was people, I just never. S- um, I never saw that possibility of those two mm. characters. So it felt like a jarring. It was so jarring for me. Yeah. I was like, huh? What? I just... <laughs> and then immediately dead. And I was like, <laughs> and he's gone. I, I think like, I literally went, just, <laughs> oh wait, you know what I did? I went, um, <laughs> 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 What? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so um, I want to change real quick. We oh, want to sure. s- start another uh, brand new segment <gasps> that uh, we're going to be calling... The minute. Oh, uh, this is a new segment where uh, ask why we're calling it the minute. Um, Doug, why are we calling it the minute? Because it's going to take <laughs> a minute for someone to tell us their thoughts about oh. something, and then we are going to respond to that. So thought. keep it tight. So keep it high and tight. Uh, so <laughs> I actually don't like. 
I wanted you to ask because he hasn't told me. Oh. He just, it showed up on this sheet. It was just called The Minute. I'm like, It is right. remarkably literal. <laughs> yes, very much so. So uh, we, one of our, actually a uh, gentleman who was in that uh, Star Wars podcast with us, Sam Cook. Oh, I thought it was going to be Adam Driver. So Adam, Adam Driver. <laughs> I wish. Uh, <laughs> I can't trust myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Cook wrote. Yeah. Uh, I think Robert De Niro and Al Pacino were perfect in The Godfather. <laughs> Other than that, I really don't think they're good actors, like at all. Oh they play God. the exact same character in every film. Oh, so I'm just supposed to talk about it? It's just like <laughs> thoughts. I thought that was an interesting perspective. Sure. Um, Do so I yeah. just get to talk for a minute, or like we all? Oh talk no, we about all just like you know. Oh sure. Um, as someone who, oh wow, it's been nice knowing everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who's never seen The Godfather, I should. I don't think not that's talk. too weird. I didn't watch it until like maybe I don't know ten years ago. Wow. So that was the first time I saw it. It's a good film. But <laughs> I, I would say you should see it, but yeah. I do not hold it against anyone if they haven't seen it. I'm the same way I'm like, yeah. nah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. There's only so much time in the day for I a mean, Christian kid doing sports. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. I was very committed. Yeah. Um, and there's two of them you have to watch. There's actually, well, yeah. There's two, two of them you have to watch, yeah. oh, Doug. Full not, stop. Not, not three, yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that's a furious drink. So other than thinking they're not good actors, is that... Well, well, he's basically saying that he thought they were good in those films, but then after that, they play the same character yeah. every time. Basically, that they're overrated actors, I think was his mm. point. Yeah, one-trick ponies. You have one, one speed, one facet. I could see that. I would probably admit that my breadth of Pacino films is not super good. That's what we said, Pacino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pacino and um, De Niro. Yeah, my experience is low. Um, my De Niro, I would say, yeah, I agree that there are a lot of similar facets in most of the films I've seen him in. I feel like... De Niro obviously had a really great, mm-hmm. strong early career. Yeah. And then um, he hit a point where he kind of was like, almost like Bruce Willis in mm-hmm. a way where he's in a movie and you're like, oof, I wonder if that's going to be any good. Do you feel like both of these actors have such like distinctive vocal tones that it's hard for us to separate their characters or maybe those facets because we're like, oh, I know how they sound. Mm, that's a really good point because have you seen The Irishman? I have not. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> that's exactly what Justin <laughs> Thank says. You. Um, Wait, Bailey? Point Bailey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point Bailey, that's Point Bailey. Two, one, zero. Um, so in that movie, the first thing I thought of when I watched this is very much a Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Goodfellas? It's okay if you haven't. It's fine. <laughs> oh man, the mic must have gone. <laughs> wow, oh, I didn't, hear, I didn't she, hear the answer. What was that again? Yeah, you might not have heard. She said yes, but it's the faulty equipment. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of men say my eyes say yes. That was a bad joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's minus one. Thank you, thank you, Bailey. <laughs> take, take it in post. <laughs> I'm not going to clean it up in post. Oh. Uh, in but, fact, that's point. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We're back up to back up to one. Um, <laughs> math. But in Godfather, De Niro plays a very specific character, as does Joe Pesci. Mm. And I feel like Pesci in Godfather. in the Irishman, Pesci wasn't in Godfather. No, I'm talking about Goodfellas. You said Godfather. You did. Oh, did I'm sorry. My apologies. I'll take that out in post. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Minus point. <laughs> Hypocritical. Um, in uh, Goodfellas, mm-hmm. uh, De Niro and Pesci play very distinctive roles. And, mm. in, and in The Irishman, I feel like their roles are a little... I, I For some reason, it feels like Goodfellas. Mm. So when Pesci is like calm and measured in The Irishman, because he's just kind of a wild... He's he's a crazy person in mm. Godfather, God dang it, Goodfellas. <laughs> De Niro's pretty sinister in Goodfellas, as, whereas in The Irishman, De Niro's... I mean, he does some sinister stuff, but you're rooting for him. He's kind of like... The main character, but I had a hard time distinguishing or like separating those guys from Goodfellas versus the Irishman. I kept mm. expecting Pesci to be like, you know, you think I'm funny? 
Yeah. What do I amuse you? I'm so like he, a clown. So he did have a separation from that stereotypical delivery and everything that you yeah, would know. Yeah, it was just hard just... for me to watch it because that's what I expect from Pesci is to sure. do this very outlandish, but he did a really great job of, you know, playing kind of like a, a, a mob boss yeah. in a way that was, you know, did stuff behind the scenes and whatnot. But I guess the long drawn out point of all that is I could understand some people having a hard time, just kind of like people see Daniel Radcliffe and they're like, that's Harry Potter. Yeah. And, and that's unsee. all yeah. he'll ever be to anybody. And mm-hmm. people have to try so hard to try and shed yeah. that image. They're like, no. So I think to a certain extent, people, they see Pacino and they're like, hey, it's Pacino doing his, his, his screaming his thing. His yelly Pacino, yeah. Yeah, which I fondly remember him from most of his movies in the 90s. <laughs> right. I, I think Pacino, for me, Pacino falls into that a little bit more uh, through most of his career recently. Like his turn as Joe Paterno and um, uh, who's the suicide doctor? Uh, Kevorkian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like that's definitely set. You can't just be, you know, yeah. we're going to put you on there. <laughs> like that's, that, you can't really do that in those, mm-hmm. in those roles. But... Um, De Niro, I think, I, I, I honestly think he got, he, the three of them got typecast early yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And it was, I think it's kind of unfortunate. Um, I definitely think that his, De Niro's early work was a little different. The bulk of his, like the middle bulk of his career, he was definitely that same character. But the, the, the latter half of his career, I honestly think that he's kind of turning it around. Like with the Fockers, I think he was doing a caricature of himself and I think he was very self-aware of that. The intern or the internship with Anne Hathaway, mm-hmm. I think that was far different. And there was one other one he did recently, but I think he's starting to try to take on different, different, um, yeah, feeling roles as the yeah. older he gets. Morgan Freeman is one where I like him, but I, he's it's the same fucking character. It's the mm. it's the voice of God character yeah. through every everything he plays. It's, mm-hmm. it's probably a fine line. And I, I'm not a professional actor, but I mean to find you're like okay, here's my groove, here's my niche, here's my thing that I'm good at, or something I easily fall into, or maybe. Mm don't have to do the character work over again that was really grueling and then being typecast. You know what I mean? That must be a, such a fine balance to be yeah. like, this is my thing. I'm known for this. I know it's easier. It's easy for me to fall into it. And then it's just like, oh no, but now I'm only ever known as that. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, well, that, I mean, you look yeah, at someone like like uh, Meryl Streep or um, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis mm-hmm. and I feel like they've, Chameleons. they've yeah, completely absolutely. like sidestepped that in their careers. Mm-hmm. So like it's doable. It's just, I don't know if that's, is that a, is that a mark is that a measure of an actor mm. or is that a choice? Yeah. Is it an intentional choice for you, for, you know, your agent right. who's offering the roles or like, Oh, I'm thinking of you every time for X type of role. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you definitely can get, um, you know, typecast in a particular genre, mm-hmm. you know, like but the rock. Is it like always being cast as a check in mob boss? Who's that? You. Mm-hmm. Me? Oh yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. All the time. That is a vibe. I guess. I'm, I'm very good. I'm very good at that. That's, you know, bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> Check my boss. <laughs> How do you do it? Promises was a good deal. Yeah, this is very good. <laughs> um, Did you do it again? Do, do your accent? Howdy doody. There it is. <laughs> Eastern promises. There it is. At your service. Yep. Um, say say the money is late. The money is late. There it is. That's such that's jo- my boss. Such a joyous mom. The money is late. The but money you're is late. Great. The money is late. You owe us more in interest points. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what? Point, hey. Doug? Hey. Point, you know point, what? Point, Doug. Point, Doug. Point, Doug. On the board. We're going to dig yourself On out of that hole. On the board. Um, you yeah, were saying, though. But, you know, some folks like Dwayne Johnson. More often than not, it's going to be an action movie if he's uh-huh. in it, right? Like, yes. Not to say that he can't do drama, but mm-hmm. that guy works out. Have you like seen he does. Skyscraper? I he mean, can do drama. <laughs> 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 Rampage? 
Mic drop. Hey, listen, I just want to ask, are we sure those aren't the same two movies? <laughs> is this one movie? I'm pretty sure. One of them had a flying crocodile. <laughs> Not a flying crocodile, a flying wolf. Sorry. I thought it was actually like um, a gorilla, wasn't it? That or was, also that was in there, too. All yeah. of those things were in there, yes. <laughs> the crocodile <laughs> might be able to fly. We didn't exp- He didn't get to It'll build that character out. Suicide Squad, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. The biggest crossover. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one. Remember at one point they're going to do 21 Jump Street and Men in Black? That was going to mm, be a crossover. I forgot about that. I was like, how is this going to happen? Didn't, and why? We don't need more details. I'm just happy No, with I that. mean, let your imagination run, Bailey. It's not a horror film, but could have been. Who knows? I'll, I'll, I would maybe watch it. I can't imagine how that would work. Mm. In most cases, I can't. But... To that extent, like I can only imagine how frustrating. Like even uh, Matthew McConaughey for a little while, like he was the rom com mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, you know, and then he did uh, what was what it? Lincoln think? Lawyer. Lincoln Lawyer, and then um, oh my god, I just forgot what he actually won Mud. Oscar for. Mud. Mud was great. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think though? Like made that thing. Would you think he would told his agent like stop giving me these roles, or well, he was like, I want it, I want Oscar bait, or like did he make an intentional choice, or did the type of roles he started getting offered change for him? I think part of it is it's got to be tough because. A job is a job, right? Mm-hmm. You want to keep working because the last thing, you know, the biggest death knell is stop working and don't be relevant anymore. Yep. I think part of it is, and this is just whatever, I think he called in some favors. Mm. Like he really wanted something and he probably was like, hey, dude, yeah. like, can I please be in this movie? And they're like, fuck, I guess. Yeah. And it worked out really well. And they was like, it True shit. Detective that turned him? What's up? Was it True Detective? True that Detective. That was an, it was a combination of things. Mm-hmm. It was Lincoln Lawyer. Mud. Well, Lincoln Lawyer did come oh before that, though. True Detective, yeah, and right. then obviously um, what is that movie he won Dallas Buyers Club. There it is. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And he just started like his trajectory just shot mm-hmm. up after that. I also then. feel like all you need is one of those because mm-hmm. I think I mean Hollywood is such a. At the end of the day, it's a money. It's a it's a money game, and so yeah. like it's the people don't want to put their investment into someone. They're like, well, he's. He's done rom-coms. We know he makes money in rom-coms. Mm-hmm. They're easy to produce. They'll just keep doing rom-coms. Yeah. And so they they don't want to take this chance on a uh, something that has more you know depth to it. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one, and then they go, oh, he can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it could have just been one of those things. He maybe called in that favor. It worked. and Because we've seen it where it doesn't work. Like the person tries to do the crossover, and it's like, mm-hmm. stick to your shot. Well, yeah. not only that, it's just tough because you got to realize which is the one you take a shot on. Because mm-hmm. we get to see the finished product. Right. We could be like, oh, yes, obviously, this is a fantastic movie. But they were just looking at a script. Right. And they'd be like, yes, this well, is the one. And I'm so many do. facets, too, like with editing and things like that. Like, I mean, we've seen so many people. I mean, this is more reality TV based, but how, like, you know, you can craft whatever storyline you want with that. Like, mm-hmm. editing is an incredibly powerful tool. So, yeah. something that you're like, man, I did great acting. They're like, oh, well, we took the other actor's shot. Like, oh, damn. Like, right. you, you see control as well. Like, once your bit is done. So. You may have done great work and we never see it or see it the way you intended or they didn't use the take you wanted. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. I've also heard people who were trying to be shitty in that business. Like, you know, obviously if you've got, I don't know the official term for it, but like I'm talking to you, you're talking to me and they're like doing a shot over my shoulder. Mm -hmm. So like you're talking to me and I'm like saying my lines, but you know, when you're giving me the lines and the camera's on me, like you're giving me a lot and I'm responding to it. But when it's on you, I'm just like, yeah. And uh, the dog died. Right. I'm not giving you anything, and right. so you still have to try because they're trying to sabotage the take, right? To be like, or it's right. an actor that doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah. I've worked with that. I've you know in in some of the stuff we've done, I've worked with actors before that if if they're just feeding lines, mm-hmm. they're just feeding lines. They're like, and I'm just and like, the you dog guys died. have to fucking do more than this. Yeah. like you're. You've got to give this person something to react on. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's not just improv. That is that is 
reactionary or that yeah. like living it's in the moment and like take it's and then, absolutely and then you flip the roles and same thing you can't always be like the person like throwing out the ideas you yeah. really do how many times have you been in an improv scene and someone lays like or you lay like a big heavy piece of information at their feet and they're like huh and uh, you're like uh, uh, you know what's worse than huh is that you're crazy grandma and you're like <laughs> <laughs> you know what's even bananas like when you're on stage you're like I hate this and you can make something work when you're watching it happen it's just like watching a train wreck you're like I hope they can fix it and if they can't it is awful when someone says no in an yeah. improv scene you're just like oh god that would drive me nuts I'd just be like yeah. fuck why would you do that like I don't want to play in your sandbox so there is no sandbox your mom's not coming back oh really dad it's like, she died 10 years ago <laughs> Then why do I see her coming up the road? Oh, 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 and then someone on the side is like, is that me? Oh my God. Yeah, I'll be the mom. I'm sure, sure yeah. And I'm then a ghost. two people enter at the same time like, honey, honey. Oh no, I have two moms. Right. The and cloning can, worked. Right. <laughs> if you can play with it, right. See, we just saved it just right. now. Yeah. <laughs> this example. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but people who are just like. Like, what is happening? Why are right. there clones? So much happened so fast. <laughs> oh my God. I do love Orphan Black. Thank you. <laughs> it's a great show. I haven't seen it. It's on Amazon Prime. I didn't watch it when it was on because I BBC access, all that stuff, but it's on Prime now, mm-hmm. all four or five seasons. So Tatiana Maslany is a I hear she's great. Amazing. Why do I not? I know the name. She used to be a race car driver. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's Formula probably. One, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. It's probably uh, number 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 three. But just so many different Faces and voices and things like she's amazing. She didn't get nominated for an Emmy, I think, until their like fourth or fifth season. Like, it, was, it was a crime. Like the show United States of Terra mm-hmm. with uh, Tony Collette, yeah, and how she played all those different personalities mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm like, what? Yeah, and she didn't even have the benefit. I think, I mean, sometimes of like changing how that character looked, Tony Collette. But I mean, obviously, like sometimes. Um, Tatiana, I'm honestly, I'm struggling to remember her the actress's name and not like the character's name. But you know, toggling like sometimes you have the benefit of like wigs or looks right. or voice. Um, and sometimes it's just like, oh, these two characters are from the same area, and all you have is like, you know, your mental decisions you're making on how they move or act. So it's it's a masterclass, truly, and I also just like a fun this. story, kind of like James McAvoy in uh, what's that movie, the M Night Shyamalan movie, Ooh, uh, Splinter. Glass? Yes, Splinter. Yeah, <laughs> followed yeah. by Glass. I think. <laughs> in the same universe, in the Shyamalan. Universe? Yeah, where yeah. he basically had like Shyamalan all those numbers. different personalities, and he would just like turn them on and like mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I, I, part of me would think that would be fun to uh, try didn't, and didn't watch it. Considered it horror. I agree. <laughs> McAvoy didn't pull pull you through into it. No, Mm-mm. not even as the beast, the shirtless. No. I did want to. I did have curiosity of seeing it just for yeah. never never saw it, but to see like how an actor like would is going to approach that. Right, <laughs> you're just like it's going to be exhausting. Oh my god! Right, I think I read in an article Tatiana Maslany said I have different playlists for each character that helped her like that's that wow. great. I mm-hmm. love that. That's so cool. I'm fascinated by the process that people mm-hmm. go through. That whether it's comedy, like, yeah. I could listen to people talk about how they come up with their stand up routines like forever. Oh yeah, like just like what they do, their process. How do you come up with your stand up routine? Um, I just get into a headspace where I think this is it. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't have anything. You know that movie, (laughs) This Is It, starring Michael Jackson? That's what I do. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Every time. Um, I was going to say, oh my God, I lost it. Uh, Doug, you said a thing, and then I was like, I have a thing to say on that thing. Yeah, nope, it was like comedy, standing up, stand up routines. You know how oh, people. You know when people it? have like stark, like a, an on stage character for stand up, and then their personality when you're talking is starkly different. I'm always like, man, how did you get to that that character? Is it like 
uh, an amplification of like you and you're like turned up to the nth degree or whatever. So I always think that's really interesting when they're like, yeah, my stand up character. And then unfortunately, sometimes, like we were saying, get pigeonholed as that character. Right. Um, but I always think that's really interesting, like that process of like workshopping it too, because stand, stand up is workshopping it again and oh, again man. and again. And like, oh, this audience can take that joke. They can't take this joke or this character isn't welcome in this space. It's, right. It's truly fascinating, and I don't ever want to do it. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. oh, go ahead. Uh, so it's funny because I've become way more fascinated in stand-up mm. in recent years, and a part of me is like, you know what? I'd like to see if I can do five minutes at some point in time. I've been trying to write five minutes since junior year of high school. Yes. And? Nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> nope. the thing that's so just, with that is like, you're going to eat shit. Mm. You will. You are, you are going yeah. to fail. And you are alone. And it's it's all you. The highs and lows are extreme. Yep. If you if you kill, it's on you. If you fail, it's on you. And yep. even the people today, they eat shit. The best mm-hmm. ones because they, yep. they have to go work out their stuff. And mm-hmm. they're like, ah, that joke ate shit or whatever. And they're just trying to craft something that's not hacky. Mm-hmm. That's your voice and your perspective and trying to find stuff. And I, I think there's probably no better feeling than making people laugh. Yeah, I've had a couple glimmers of that in improv mm-hmm. where I did a bit and it was like it worked out. And I was like, oh shit. Whoa, there's the dragon that yeah. everyone's trying to chase. Right. But mm-hmm. to be able to go out there and just know, you're like, I'm going to fucking slay this room mm-hmm. right now. I'm going to make everyone in this room laugh because I got some good <laughs> shit. I know how to do this. Like, that's got to be so powerful. Yeah. To be able to walk in a room and be able to do that. Bailey, what's it like doing that? Because I see you at work and you do it every day at work. That you is, slay. That is super kind of you. I'm, uh, I'm being very serious. Like making people laugh? Yeah. Uh, what is it like? I mean, yeah. that's great. It's probably as close as I'll get to drugs. That's a serious answer. Like that just, you know what I mean? Like that euphoric feeling of like I, I, without me saying that thing or being a piece of that puzzle, like that laughter, that joy wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I love when someone comes back up to you and like recalls something you said and you're just like, wow, it's stuck. Like whether it's, uh, you know, something like work related, um, presentation things, or if it's like, um, Oh my God, it's just a stand up. Yes, uh, no. it's happening. <laughs> Damn it. Minus one. This is the whole podcast. Uh, or if it's like improv, like someone's like, that was, oh my God, that was so funny. And I'm like, thank you. Like, it, it just feels great. It feels nice when someone else says, I say, here's a sandbox. I'm like, I see your sandbox and I love it. And I remember it even when it's gone. Uh, real quick, as we sort of, sort of ramp down, and Justin, I want you in on this too. Like, think about the time where you did. Comedy, a comedy show. Wow. And afterwards, comedy. comedy. Oh my God. <laughs> and think about someone who came up and gave you a compliment afterwards that meant the world to you. Hmm. I'll start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Always the gracious host. Uh, we'd like to end this podcast on my bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to give you guys time to think. I threw something oh, out there, so I want to like, but I remember this is so ridiculous, but it was when we were playing with the Jessicas, and uh, I did something where I was uh, a king. Or something, some sort of bit. And afterwards, when we came out of Donnie's Skybox, this guy was in the was in the crowd. Like like some people were like randomly I didn't know like your job. And somebody goes, Your Highness, and like tipped their hat. And I was like, Nice. I was like, That's that was, that was a nice like little little nod to that. I was like, Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I guess I'll go with this one. Uh, after a comedy sports show last year. It was a musical game, and one of those ones where like the host is like calling the genre, and I came up and like this like. 90s girl group early 2000s banger and it started in a very like um i guess like destiny child or eve kind of sound um maya britney spears like 2003 kind of circa <laughs> and i was wearing like high-waisted jeans and i don't know why i just suddenly was like i'm going for it and i tugged the jeans down until they were low-rise because <laughs> low-rise jeans were a thing 100%. and i just started like 
into a little like hip circle and I just went for I don't even know what the song was about. Something it's never what it's about, right? It's like it's like it's like um this is a song about like bacon pies. Mm-hmm. And but a low rise jeans, very sensual pies. Um yeah. and I started singing it, I got done and someone afterwards was like, that was incredibly brave and it was so hilarious visually. Like we all knew exactly when you made that choice and you were just like, Yep. And it was like that's the genre, that's the look, that's the choice you made. And like who cares that I immediately like my body was just like we're we shouldn't do this. Our roles are happening. But it was perfect. And someone was just like, I love that. And it wasn't another oh. improviser. <laughs> that, and see, that's the, yeah. that's the big part is it was someone completely like a muggle, like you yeah. say. Yeah. I love that because you made the choice. You were nervous. I'm sure other people were a little bit nervous, but because you committed, yeah. they were like, we're yep. on board. Yeah. And that's the magic of that. Because mm-hmm. if you would have pulled back at all, they would like, oh, she's not yep. comfortable either. Then I feel weird. But you're like, nope, we're in the moment. You're we're doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, nope, we're in it. We're yep. in it to win it. But you had that confidence going full on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How about you? Oh, I don't know. You don't. <laughs> um, Is this where we have to give Justin compliments I after guess, the show? I guess. I'm fishing is working. <laughs> One of, um, no, I, uh, I, I, I've not had uh, as near as much stage experience uh, as either of you. Um, I remember distinctly one Jessica's show where it wasn't like I didn't get a specific comment, but I remember coming off like insanely high, and mm-hmm. we just all felt like it was our best show, and as a group, mm. we got a lot of accolades for it, which mm-hmm. was the one with the, um, the, was it the rabbit porn? Yep. Remember? Yeah. Yep, we did rabbit porn. And that was, yeah, like that was, that. I thought that was a real fun show. Um, <laughs> the, it, outside of that, just in a, in a group setting or in like a friend setting, um, I one time uh, improvised a, um, we were hanging out at the, we do something once a month called the ICMC. It's the Irish Coffee Movie Club. And uh, just a bunch of people get together. And I riffed, in Gilbert Godfrey's voice, how... The, I'm so sorry. I, I need... I, like I said, I'm a person who needs well. to, like, visualize. So it was you the, can help me draw a picture was, by doing it. It was the origin story of how someone that we're not too fond of came to be. Sure. Uh, and it was probably... It was essentially... It was the it was the, the equivalent of an aristocrat's type thing. Oh. Uh, and it went on for probably five minutes. And by the end, everyone was, like, like crying, oh couldn't breathe. Like... And at that at that point, I was just like, "Well, I've made it. This yeah. is this is it for me." Yeah, it's, so it's that great was... to even be adjacent to stuff like that. You know, yeah, when yeah. someone in your group kills, like a friend of mine reached out to me a couple weeks ago. He's like, "I'm hosting my company Christmas party," and he lives in DC. And he was like, "He was like, I have to do like five minutes at the top." And then he's just like, "I'm kind of nervous and I don't know what to do." And I was like, "Well, what are some ideas?" He's like, "Well, I have to thank you know like the people who organized." I was like, "Sure, we all have the we have to check the box." <laughs> and then I was like, "I was like, what are why did they ask you to do?" He's like, "Well, they think I'm funny." I was like, "What about you? Do they think that it's funny?" And he's like, "Well, I have this character." He works in like um, whatever office of a college is like people, rich people give you money. It starts with an E and I can remember endowment. Yes. Oh, endowment. Yeah. Okay, great. I was like endorsements. I, we nope. got that. But honestly, that would have worked too, Doug. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I have this character that's like kind of like a rich asshole. He's like, my, my dad would like give money. Like if you guys would just like, my dad wants to write a check for taxes. <laughs> I'm already laughing. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. What do you think this character's name is? Of course it's Chad. Of course. Of course it's Chad. Yeah. And he's like, I can't do Chad for five minutes. And I was like, great. So we crafted this plan that I was like, you need to end with like Chad. And he's like, I was like, you should do like ooh, Jimmy Fallon does with like thank you notes, but it should be your Christmas cards, like Chad's Christmas cards. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And, and honestly, like we worked out. He's like, this is great. This is great. And you kind of wonder, you're like, is someone going to actually like take my advice? Right. right. Yeah. And so two days later, he also he messaged fired. me two days <laughs> two days before the thing. I was like, this is very like short turnaround time. Yeah. Like I don't do stand up as we've said very clearly several times, but I'm like, this is a very tight turnaround. Like I'm worried for you. Right. Um, 
And I, on Wednesday, I was like, how did it go? And all I got back was like, in caps, babe, 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 with like six A's. And he's like, it killed. <laughs> and I was like, did it really? And he's just like, the, awesome. the VP of the school came up and was like, I, if no one's told you this, I really think you should do stand up. Like, seriously, you should pursue it. You should go like workshop. Somebody gave him a framed picture of himself as Chad. Oh like, my gosh. Wig on. That's so fucking and awesome. The next day, you know what I mean? Which tells yeah. me like someone was like, I have to go to Kinko's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good tonight and buy a frame. Right. And all this other. And I just, even adjacent, like even just giving advice, I didn't even have to deliver it. Like I felt like that deep, like satisfaction yeah. of someone else. Like you succeeding. were a co-creator. I know. Yeah. And I was like, rights. That's one. That's one. Some percentages. That's all. Yeah. That's all I want. I don't yeah. know what the standard it's consultant fee is in DC, but I feel like it's high. Yes, it's three thousand. It's three thousand. Checks out. Flat. Yeah. But yeah. for women, only two thousand seven hundred dollars. Thank you. Truth. Heart. I'm Sometimes. letting it breathe. I'm letting it breathe. Yeah. Those are the two things. Chad Michael Murray joke and this that you guys are like, we'll just sit. <laughs> <laughs> sit in it. Feel it. Yes. Twitch. Feel it. Feel it. Um, speaking of feeling it. Hey. Throw down. Woo. <laughs> wow. Twitch, you're welcome. Let's see if I can catch it on the. Wow. For anyone who's not watching on a visual medium. That was terrifying. Yeah, it was good. I watched it. It was funny. That was a lot. Um, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, yeah. Doug, have you explained the throwdown? She's, she's, listened. she's listened to the podcast, right? Yeah. Have you listened all the way? Did you make it all the way through? I think so. I didn't realize it, would be, it looked like both of you were about to very violently sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize what it was going to look like, and I was like, something's happening. Yeah. They're, they're ramping up. It's the uh, final boss. It's the final boss. Uh, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. So um, so in today's throwdown, we basically throwdown, we pit two people against each other. Oh, yeah. And uh, one comes out alive. That's essentially it. Two one out. leaves. Yeah, I also would like to go back. I do think that Kylo Ren should have won over Darth Maul. Who do we, oh, we said Darth do Maul. Do I get to? Yeah. Sorry, Sam Cook. <laughs> <laughs> She's not sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, not sorry. I would love to hear I your. I think Ray Park would beat um, Adam Driver in a fight. Yes. 10 of 10. Yeah. But for sure, those characters. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can we hear your like thirty second like rundown of why? Oh man, this is the minute with with <laughs> Bailey. Right. One hundred percent. All stunt people are like muscle. One thousand percent. And Ray Park did his all of his own stunts as Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. So one hundred percent, Ray Park could take Adam Driver despite like his extremely long limbs. Like Adam Driver is just like limbs and an expressive face. He's gangly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even though he was a former Marine, I feel like it's been a few years in Juilliard, so he's softened up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my take on that. And then as far as Kylo Ren, yeah. I just feel like that character and force work, like, I don't know, double-sided like saber aside, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it is just because of the long limbs and soft face. <laughs> He's got a hilt. Yes. He's got a hilt. Man, give the man a hilt. <laughs> give that man a hilt. So, today's yeah. throwdown. Oh, I'm excited. It's very <clears throat> special for you. Very, <gasps> very special. Oh my God. We are bringing back Mr. Adam Driver. And it oh, is no. an, it's an Adam Driver form. <gasps> Right? Oh my gosh. So it's Adam Driver versus the one and only ball of insanity that oh is God. Nick Cage. Oh, this is very personal. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Also, I want to talk about like getting like typecast what happened to the career. What happened to Nick Cage's career? <laughs> Bailey, on, his, on behalf have of you, Nicolas Cage. Have you seen the new trailer? For what? It, it, for, <laughs> I was like silent. For Nick, I don't know. Nick, Nick Cage has had like six movies in the last oh four god, months yeah. come out under the radar. He had some, it's amazing. He had some movie come out. Oh my god, I feel like it starts with an M. And he was like playing some like survivalist in the woods or logger, and his wife died. 
And it was incredibly trippy and weird. And like, it was just all Nick Cage's like face and blood in the woods in the Pacific Northwest. So I was like, this is my brand. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is really all that was is a documentary crew just followed Nick Cage around for a while and they crafted a story about it. Yeah. If you want to lose a body, it's Hey, I'm going into the woods. Want to come with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to, you have to make sure. real quick. Doug, can you say Oregon? Oregon. Okay. Justin. Oregon. Perfect. No one said Oregon. Yeah, I don't. No murders to be had. Oregon Trail. That's why oh, I wasn't. I no. no. Oh, um, so what do I feel like with Adam Driver and Nick so, Cage? So Nick Cage and Adam Driver. So mm-hmm. I think the question was, what happened to Nick Cage's career? <laughs> Versus Adam Driver's career. Uh, I want to find out what... The, oh, is it Prisoners of Ghostland? No, <laughs> that's not it. Sorry. That sounds He's like got, a, I'm just going to go through and read a couple Nick Cage... <laughs> Oh my God! Bailey looks really uncomfortable right now. I was gonna right say, now. are you reading a list? Like, I feel like it started with an M, but I might. Be is it wrong. is it Wally's Wonderland? <laughs> no, is it Mandy? Yes. Okay, I was right. It was um, with an M. The uh, what's the, what's the like blurb for Mandy? Yeah, I hope it's Nick Cage in the woods, Chainsaw, <laughs> Oregon, blood. Uh, the inch and trippy lighting. Uh, the enchanted lives of a couple in a secluded forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen <laughs> prop- propelling a man into a spiraling surreal rampage of vengeance. <laughs> I feel like Nick Cage I'm wrote that. I'm going to one more spiral of rampage of vengeance. I'm like, going to one more time ask the question: What happened to Nick Cage's career? <laughs> uh, IRS. I are, that's, he, you know uh, what? He owes money. That's what happens when you buy an island, guys. Accurate. It's, it's uh, not end well. I'm going to open up a whole bunch of these things that's what here. Happens when you buy fossils. <laughs> It's been oh, money on that. Right. Oh, Primal, that was one of them. Yeah. He's a uh, he's a big game hunter and a tiger gets loose on an airplane and he's hunting him on the airplane. That <laughs> you know, was But those are just like I mean obviously not iconic Nick Cage roles. Like no. I, I did a show where it was like seven Nick Cages battled for um Supreme Cage. And it was a cage I mean, match, right? It was. It was called the cage match. It was great. Um but I think like we had obviously Wicker Man because bees. Mm-hmm. And Naturally, um, yeah. we had oh my god, um Con Air. Uh, we did not have the rock, which I personally, as myself, consider to be the best cage. Uh, good speed. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh my god, I can't remember anything. Sources apprentice. We had kick ass. Um, kick ass. Raising Arizona. Um, Moonstruck. Like all those like very iconic cage roles where you like have a visual with it. But I don't know. I just feel like there hasn't been a ton. I would say Kick Ass was probably the last like very quality movie we saw him in. Yeah, Spider Man. Oh, Spider-Verse. Yeah, I take oh, that back. Yeah. Okay, but we saw him in. I would like to go back to. We saw that. That was a cartoon embodiment of Nick Cage. I mean, what about Pig? Uh, where a truffle hunter who lives alone. <laughs> truffle a truffle hunter. <laughs> what movie starts with? All right, here's the thing. Hold on. Truffle hunter. Who lives alone in the Ore- Oreganian? Is that. In the, I'll I'm going to say in the Oregon wilderness because yeah. I don't know what Oreganian wilderness is. Must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved. For you guys, did he just start living in Oregon? He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey, come here, make him film. With I me. don't want to do it. If we do it in Oregon, I'm there. Filming in Portland these days, but still came back in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. And the pig's name is Mandy. <laughs> 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 it's all in the same universe. The cage verse. Oh my god. <laughs> So anyway. All right. Yeah. So Nick okay. Cage versus Adam Driver. So where are they meeting to do this deed? I feel like it's in the wilderness it's, of it's Oregon. In Oregon. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's in Oregon. Well, I feel like that's it's a... It's on the coast. That's a oh, plus one. It? It's on the coast. It's Goonie style. Yes. Nice. And they're like, yeah. I mean, we're talking like on a cliff. 
jagged yeah. rocks. Yeah. We have no real beaches in the Pacific Northwest. No. It's all jagged. <laughs> it's all <laughs> jagged ouchies. Yeah. Well, yeah, for yeah. in Oregon, I mean, Nick Cage's, uh, you know, stat sheet says he gets plus three to attack if he's in his home state. <laughs> so I think that's where oh, you know, he, gets, he gets a bonus. So. I, I love that reference and yet have never played D&D. So I know you guys look like the kind of people who know people who do D&D. Please I, I, I do know people. Yeah. I've never done it myself. Yeah. I just oh, actually man. recently started playing. So. <gasps> wow. It's cool. I wasn't the only person late to the party. Um, yeah. let's, am I just choosing like if they fought each other? Who so won, or in they, my, they in meet on a cliff. Oh, on the you know what? You know what? Let's take him out. I don't want to give Cage too much. Let's put him in <laughs> uh, Washington <laughs> State because you have to say yes. that. Sorry, Washington State. I found that out when I left. You have to say it. <laughs> um, so or Montana, we they, can do. They meet. No, don't be absurd. <laughs> Nebraska. You fully um, skipped Idaho. <laughs> so they meet. Yes. And it's they're in neutral territory. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver comes across a wild Nick Cage. <laughs> Is there another kind? <laughs> <laughs> Perpetually, I feel like it's Mortal Kombat, and someone's just gonna be like, "Fight!" And Adam Driver, being the That's sweetheart that he hears. is, yeah. says, "Oh, Nick, you were such an inspiration for me. You're the reason why I joined the Marines." Is when oh, after I watched no. The Rock, and I realized what not to do because you know you could turn mercenary and you know not have any honor. He's, like, I don't want to do that. So you mm. taught me so much. And Nick oh, Cage wow. is like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Driver's like, "I'm Adam Driver," and Nick Cage is like, "And." <laughs> And that's where the insults start coming to the point where Adam Driver calls him a fraud <gasps> and a failure. Wow. Nick Cage calls him gangly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And what happens? Who wins? Who wins that fight? You're a Krav Maga a instructor. Physical fight. I a am a physical Krav Maga fight. instructor. Oh, man. I, I mean, they both honestly are probably pretty gangly dudes if you think about it. Driver just fills a lot of our screens right now, so I feel like we're like, that dude is gangly. He is. <laughs> but so is Cage. I mean, both like right. long, horse-faced men, like just a lot of limb. Uh, in a fight, I'm going to go with Driver. He's younger. Like he also did that like starvation movie a couple years back. And so I'm like, he knows. Oh, silence? Yeah, yeah he yeah. knows like what it's like to scrap. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and he is Where is Andrew Garfield? I bet he killed him. <laughs> he <ate> him. <laughs> we haven't seen him since. Know, he ate him for his essence. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, also, I, I mean. Plus, he, he has legitimate Marine training. Well, I was going to say, like, he has Marine training. So I feel like that gives him a pretty and big And we can bonus. talk shit about Juilliard, but I mean, there are people that don't come out of that building. <laughs> Right? Facts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for real. 100%. Some people don't survive. I saw center stage. It's fine. Um, <laughs> They're eating for their essence. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that thread. <laughs> it's so creepy. Eating for their essence. It's very, um, uh, oh my God, not Patronus. Patronus is what you battle it with, but in Harry death Potter. Death Eater. Yeah. Yeah. No. Or, no. No, no a Death Oh, d- I'm sorry. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh. Dementor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, man. Eating- Eating for the essence also sounds like the Paula Deen offshoot show on, on Food Network. Welcome back to Eating for the Essence. Here we have a small poor child. I'm yep. going to eat him. This is where the ritual happens. <laughs> the blood sacrifice will begin promptly at midnight. Who's ready to take back five years? Oh I am. I do feel like... We need some butter. Yeah. Always. She's never without. Um, I do feel like Cage could definitely... I just say Cage. Cage. I tell Nick you what, Cage, Con Air Cage. Um, <laughs> Adam Driver may have marine training. Pack. Yeah, he has marine training, but, but he Nick also Cage has, has also trained himself. Yeah, which that says something. Yeah, very like you know, like French lieutenants, whatever wife. Yeah, he's kind of just like a couple steps under Seagal in that regard of like. You yeah, know. I still think the the seed of like Nick Cage bananas in like Moonstruck, where he just like screams about like I lost my head, I lost my. 
life. Like, I'm like, that Colonel of Crazy, like, meeting Adam Driver's, like, Colonel of Crazy when he yells in Scarlett Johansson's face. Like, man, I just, I feel like. Or he's like, traitor! Yeah. You know? It's like in every movie where that, like, red blob of something that J.J. Abrams movies touches, like, air. And it's just like, oh, man, now the planet explodes. Save your people or whatever, like, that's what would happen. Like, one of them is red essence and one of them is oxygen and you're about to lose your planet. <laughs> like, we would literally lose the planet if those two fought. Yeah. But who would win? <laughs> <laughs> We've determined win? all of us lose, but, yeah. yeah. That is true. Yeah. No, yeah. We I all lose. is that whoever wins, we lose. I think that's it's Alien versus, versus Predator. Predator. Yeah. Excellent. High five. Well, plus one. Point Doug. Yay! Plus one um, to both of us. Let's see. If one of them had to win, I'm just going to go with, I love my, my Nick Cage. Like really? Adam Driver, you've lived a good life. You've done good work. <laughs> You'll be remembered. Really? Uh, no. I mean, I was, gonna say, <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like Cage is feral, some, but yeah. I feel some kind of like loyalty to the nights I've spent watching The Rock. I've been like, yes, I love this movie. Um, I Even that to, one line where he's like, how in Zeus's butthole did you get out of the cell? <laughs> um, I definitely, oh man, here's a dumb story. You, have you ever seen those like uh, jelly kind of things like women will throw in the bathtub and they smell good? Like they have like a soft outer. Yes, yeah, soap. I used, I, yeah. They're soap, but they have that squishy thing. Yeah. Oh, shampoo. Right? Like if you if you push the no, it's like this. He's thing, doing like shit. Marble. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. But you know, like <laughs> you remember when Nick Cage like has that like ball of whatever the green stuff is. Oh, like, right, yeah. right, right. Toxin, and then he like shoves it in a man's mouth. And I used to think about shoving that in someone's <laughs> mouth and like get the green ones and be like, I'm shoving it in their mouth and they're gonna die. And then Nick Cage is gonna stab himself with a syringe. And then there's flares. Like, yeah, I've yeah, always wanted to light a flare because of that movie. And I thought you'd be like, I've always wanted to shoot adrenaline directly into my heart. No. Does he do it in the stomach? I don't know. He doesn't do his heart. I'm pretty sure he's like, Hah! probably. Yeah. We need to do a segment on here called making dreams come true <gasps> and like find out things like that. And like, yeah. we should have had a flare <gasps> that she could have just lit right now in the basement of elephant and castle. Oh if she could have shoved some jello in my mouth or right. something. I would have been like, I've, like I would 100% shove things in your mouth, like shove it in your face, like just fall on. So, I would not need to be paid. So Adam driver for the win. I think that's where yeah. we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cage. Oh. <laughs> he, you understand he is currently on his way here to oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's after right us now. now. It, you will have a couple days if he's driving from Oregon. <laughs> it's like It Follows, but just with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, what movie is that? I've never uh, seen it. Yeah, that movie you probably mm. it would probably drive you crazy. You probably wouldn't like it. It's a horror film. <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway. Oh, oh Jesus. <gasps> oh, I said, it wasn't me! No. You know what I said? I said <laughs> Point just I said a little bit goes a long way, Doug. Bailey, thank you so much. Oh yeah, of for, course. For being here. <laughs> um, um, goes a long way. Um, um thank you so much for joining us. This was an absolute blast. Um obviously this is your point where you can uh promote anything you got going on. Obviously, you got shows. If people want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Where can they see you? Oh my God. Yeah. If you want to see shows, I'm pretty often in riff at IO Fridays and Saturdays at 10 30 PM. And if I'm not in it, six other people who I love and are great, great comedians are in it and you'll have fun no matter what. Um, I'm also every other Sunday at comedy sports, but if you miss me on a Sunday again, there's great people there. I really can't talk bad about it, but if I'm there, I would love to entertain you uh, on Twitter, Alyssa underscore Bailey and on Instagram, a underscore Bailey. What about Facebook? Oh, the Facebook. That's, that's my, <laughs> my secret life. I also have a blog still. I haven't escalated oh, yes. to podcast level. Uh, it's uh, baileysaywhat.com. Nice. Also, uh, do you have anything you want people, you'd recommend, like a book, show, anything like that? I mean, obviously you plugged Orphan Black. 
oh my God, I wish it was pop culture related, but I just finished the most phenomenal book and I can't stop talking about it. It is called Educated by Tara Westover. Okay. I heard you talking about that the other day. Yeah, it's nonfiction. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I feel like it goes really well with this brand we've been talking about. <laughs> she grew up, um, her family is like um, Mormon survivalists in, in like the woods of Idaho. And she never stepped foot into a classroom until she was 17 when she started going to BYU. She, stu- she studied to take the ACT when she was 16. It's phenomenal. It was like it was like the book of the year for like 2018, so I just got to it. I think my wife read this and told me about it this. It is amazing, and it reads so well. I, I struggled to read nonfiction. Like like I said, I was raised on stories, so I'm like, always, I always want the next chapter. It's probably why I'm bored with my life, and I'm going to climb a mountain this year. It's happening. Um, <laughs> But it, it was, it's so well written and she jumps really well between like her going to school and like she's in a classroom and she finds out what the Holocaust is because she tells somebody, she goes, yes. she goes, I don't know what this word is. And someone's like, are you, that's super inappropriate. And she's like, I don't know what this word is. And like, she's genuine, no guile, doesn't understand what the word is and it's never heard it. And like her professor tells her afterwards, like, if you're going to act like that in my class, like don't come back. And so she like looks it up and she's horrified. She'd never even heard, not just of the word, but of the, of the incident itself, wow. which is even crazier, right? Yeah. My wife did read this book. Yeah. She told me that story, and I was like, oh, okay. Can you, can you just imagine the shame, like, finding that out? And, and then, like, I mean, there's no chance to defend yourself and be, like, the next class and be like, hey, everyone, I wasn't a dick. Right. Like, trying to come back. And I lived off the grid for 17 years. Yeah, and and I'm so ashamed of it and all these other things. But it was amazing. Um, I read it all in two days. It was nice. 10 of 10 recommend, educated, Tara Westover, if you haven't read it. Um, other stuff I'm watching right now? Oh, my God, I can't think of anything in the moment. It's totally good. You, you recommend no, you shouldn't be. Justin, what do you got? Uh, Breaking Bad's good. <laughs> Check that out. That's a fun one. Update. Um, <laughs> <laughs> season six of Shit's Creek premiered. Uh, so uh, get on that shit because um, uh, it's going to be a tearjerker. Tearjerker of a season. It's going to be nice. good. Uh, I started reading the Witcher books. So You did? Uh, I did. Okay. Did you watch the show? I did. I haven't started yet. It's, I'm two episodes it's good. in. It's good. Got I, I paused it because I'm watching Breaking Bad. It's not a big sell to go. No, I liked good. it, but I understand why people wouldn't. So that's the thing. Okay. So we can talk more <clears> about it. Henry Cavill doesn't have it anymore. Oh, he does. He got okay. it. Oh, that boy okay, got it. He got it. Mm-hmm. He okay. good. He Show good. your nails, Doug. Mm, he got it. <laughs> so I recommend the book. The book is also very good. So I'm looking forward to read uh, the other six that come after this one. So oh, man. It's going to be great. Is the universe like complete? You know how they're like, oh, yeah, you can start reading... Um, I don't know if it's done Like George R. R. Martin, and they're like, oh, well, the books aren't done. I, th- I don't know if it's completely done yet mm. or not, but I'll, I'll get there, and we'll find out at the end of that road. So, uh, gang, don't forget, you can uh, find MindGap on all our social medias at MindGap Podcasts. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We also broadcast live on Twitch, uh, Twitch usually Twitch, Tuesdays, Twitch. but follow us on social media to find out exactly when. Uh, follow us, like us there, and also check us out on YouTube. That's where we post our episodes. We post other fun videos, and we'd very much appreciate a subscription, a follow, a like, a share, all that good stuff. And Justin exists digitally as well. That's true. Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it, and it's only one Michael oh, in yeah. this instance. Yes. Uh, you can also, while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcast, wherever you can find and consume the podcasts, and then uh, share us around, like us, rate us, subscribe us, all those things. Sharing's the big one. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap, and then 2east8th in general. Um, hopefully we've got some fun stuff coming out this year for you. Yay! Bailey, thank you. Of course, we did it. Justin, thank you. Done. Thank you. Do Twitch, you mean- thank you. Justin Michael Michael, thank you for your participation. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, thank you, and we'll see you next time on My Get Podcast. Everyone, we lift up our hearts to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Anytime you're ready. Bananas. <laughs>
Seattle. ASMR. Mind Gap Podcast.